business, business, business. Numbers. Is this working? Yes. Yay! Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 99, recorded on September 25th, 2022. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host, Bryce, we finished part three of our three-part interview with Sean Baxter and changed topics to Moby Dick and our favorite movies. All right, so so I think we got to talk about the last thing that we promised the users we would talk about. Connor, oh, yeah. have, have you read Moby Dick? Uh... I actually haven't. I've read In the Heart of the Sea, which is the book that Moby Dick, Moby Dick was based on. Is, wait, 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 Sean, is that correct? <laughs> uh, oh, no, I think he's, you're talking about the uh, sinking of the Essex. There is a uh, uh, Nathaniel Philbrick book, I think, called The Heart of the Sea. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a recent book, but it's talking about an actual ship that was hit by a whale and sunk yeah. in the uh, 1830s. And that kind of was like part of the legend. Um, Oh, so it was a recent yeah. book that actually tells the story that the story that Moby Dick was sort of based uh, on, correct? <laughs> well, here we go. Here I don't know go, how much folks. time we have. <laughs> we have. <laughs> Look, Sean, well, I mean, we, we did I, an episode where I talked about my criterion for restaurant bathrooms and how much I love... No, no, that did not air. That did <laughs> you air. what? That did Connor, air. you got to put that. You you have to air that. All right, right. so... You have so, to air that. Okay. All right, Moby Dick. Okay, so to get this out of the way, Moby Dick is a really funny book. It's fun to read. The metaphors are thick and they're outrageous. Uh, Ishmael is your guide and he is... Uh, he's like a very modern mind. He's the kind of guy who now would go to Wikipedia all the time and tell you of all his like crazy discoveries going down the rabbit hole. Um, so it's like, it's a really gregarious book, but for me, it has continuing resonance because it is our national myth. And do you know about like national myths? You know, like um, there was the, like the lock. No, no, like the bronze age collapse. So between 1200 BC and 800 BC, bronze age civilization around the Greek islands collapsed. There's like the population fell. They lost technology. There's like no writing. There's no history from that period. And so in 800 BC, when Homer and Herodotus are walking around, they have this sophisticated Greek language. They have the alphabet for the first time. They record their thoughts and they look around. They have, we have all these like legends, but we don't like know where we came from. So they, you know, he writes like the Iliad, which is the story of the Greek war against the Trojans, which is, you know, where, like, Constantinople is now. And uh, how the Greek kind of modern people came to be. And uh, after this this Bronze Age collapse, that became the national myth. And it was like, everyone would plug in to that, and they'd write drama, and they'd write songs, and they'd do sculptures and paintings and, and, and whatnot from these national myths. And, and Virgil, who was the Roman... Uh, poet during the time of like Augustus Caesar in the first century BC, he did the uh, Aeneid, which is how uh, descendants from Troy fleeing the, the sack of Troy found their way through Egypt and came up to uh, Rome and settled Rome. And this was kind of glory for the country. It showed like we're like a not just the powerhouse of the world, but we have this amazing national inheritance from from the Greeks. And uh, after the thousand-year dark age in England. You have the Arthurian legends in the Middle Ages that were 
kind of discovered and formed into coherent prose by uh, Mallory and like a bunch of um, itinerant traveling poets. They created the Arthurian legends, and this is basically Christianized versions of the of the Greek stories. And uh, in 1667, you have the publication of Paradise Lost. John Milton. He was a uh, religious extremist during the um, Wars of Religion, like the Thirty Years' War, destroyed Europe, and then the English Civil War in 1648, they killed the king, and then Cromwell was beheaded, and bloodshed everywhere. But you have this this, this conflict between the religious moderates and kind of the, the fundamentalist Puritans, and and Milton tries to create a, a, a national myth for Protestantism. He creates Paradise Lost, which is um, telling the story in the Bible, but in the language and 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 poetry of Homer. And and the idea is to give your own culture or religious movement more intellectual credibility by linking it with this this tradition of of the the national myth. And I think what's incredible about Moby Dick is that in it was published in 1851 by a like a 31-year-old Melville, I think it was, super young, to create this amazing work. Um, but he nails the idea of the national myth because he sees America as the sole superpower of the world in 1850. And he sees it because the American whaler is all over the entire globe, and we're the only whaling power that butchers the sperm whale, which is the, the tooth whale, the, the like the man-eater, and uh, breaks it down entirely in the boat to create a um, single self-sufficient like oil industry at, at sea. And he sees this as, as the Navy for the United States. And for him, the idea of jousting the sperm whale, not just like staying off the coast of Greenland and hunting right whales, which are docile idiots, but going after the, the 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 sperm whale in the Pacific and chasing it and jousting it lance to jaw is like the most ambitious, arrogant thing you can do because it's the biggest animal that's ever been on been on the planet and we are we are fighting it. And I think if you know this is 1850 before the Civil War when America was still like not really on the world stage. But if he was writing in the like 1900, he would be writing about skyscrapers or. In the 40s, he'd, writing, he'd be writing about the bomb. Or in the 60s, he'd be writing about the moonshot. What happened in the moonshot? We, 1969, like, it's the greatest human achievement of all time to walk on the moon. And then we go back, and we're hitting golf balls. Like, it's such contemptuous. It's, it's a, an act that's so contemptuous of the challenge that we, we trivialize it by, by hitting golf balls on the moon on the next couple go-arounds. And I think that's, like, the, the true arrogance and ambition of America. And that is captured by Melville. In, in Ahab representing America, which is America is just ambitious ambition on a, on a national level, right? We are not about tradition. We are about doing the impossible. Even if it's foolish, it doesn't matter. It's, it just, he just loves the impossible. So, um, yeah, Moby Dick is basically about Ahab who goes on an adventure with this Parsi. A Parsi is a Zoroastrian, um, which is a kind of a, pre-Christian religion in Persia, and they were run out of Iran during the Islamic um, expansion in like the 7th and 8th century, and they, they went to India. And they're kind of like fire worshippers in these fire temples, and um, the idea of the sun is like really pertinent. And I think the, the Romantic movement started kind of like during the French Revolution, uh, and 
kind of went through the end of the 19th century, of which Melville was like a high romantic artist, they're really interested in comparative religion. And he sees Zoroastrianism as an alternate alternative to Christianity to create religious conflict. <laughs> um, so that Ahab, who is a Quaker, and he speaks with this King James Version Bible language, and all of his friends are Quakers, and the three mates on the ship are Quakers, and the Bildad and Peleg, the owners of the, the ship who outfit it, are Quakers. Like, Ahab was a Quaker, but now he's got these other ideas about the Godhead and the infinite, and he he's led to believe that Moby Dick, the whale, is uh, Job's Leviathan, the, the Levi the is, is the sea beast that God sent to Earth to torment mankind and kind of like show us our place. So Ahab is is given this idea by Fadala, the the Zoroastrian, that by striking through. Uh, the whale, he can go to the other side and strike at God himself. So, I think this is about like the ambition of America, where Melville's own career started about, well, we're gonna only fight the sperm whale because to to fight any other kind of whale is like beneath us. It's not like macho. But how do you get more macho than fighting the largest animal that ever lived? Make that largest animal that ever lived um, the the agent of God. And so, by striking through that, you strike at God himself. And this this goes into this romantic recontextualization of Paradise Lost and how it connects with national myths that kind of connected all of like Western civilization together. It's just, it's a whole bunch of metaphysics that is, um, that is advanced by Ahab's ambition. And at the same time, you have this kind of, um, encyclopedic, uh, curiosity in the, in the, in the voice of Ishmael, which is like Melville's alter ego, that's, understandable to us. So we have this running commentary by Ishmael, and then we have these kind of dark, um, uh, elusive motivations of Ahab and his his quest to, to hunt and destroy this not quite animal, but really the supernatural being. And um, I think the, the ability to have a really daring metaphysical novel that's also like descriptive America's of America's ambition to come, which is, you know, dominance on the sea, dominance in the air, dominance in space. And to get all this in 1850 is like just an amazing thing. There's a lot going on, but uh I don't know. I, I, I love I love hearing you talk about Moby Dick. Connor's gonna have to go read Moby Dick now. I will, I will. It's, you've inspired me. I mean, that was uh, that was that well, was masterful. There's a um, early on. There's a whole it. chapter on chowder, like fish chowder or clam chowder, <laughs> right? Now, like he spends pages and pages on silly stuff, but at the same time, you've got this this magma that's like animating some of the characters, and it's the high and low, just like Shakespeare. There's like high and low everywhere, and he works on so many uh, registers of communication. Just a, and he's a New Yorker. He's like you can you can walk up Broadway and you can see all the places he lived. He's buried in the Bronx. You can go visit his oh, grave. He's buried in the Bronx. Yeah, oh, take nice. the take the uh, six train all the way up to Woodlawn uh, oh. Cemetery, and you can go see his headstone there, right? You see, really, really, I'm at the I'm at the confluence of New York. I can go anywhere. I can get to anything. I'm right off the six. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Bryce is going to go there tomorrow. He's going to visit Melville and. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. T- tomorrow, tomorrow, I gotta do high holidays 
juiced up with my uh, with my grandparents. All right, all right. <laughs> when did you when did you first read Moby Dick? Probably when I was like 22. I think I was just out of college. I had read a lot of. Um, here's the thing. I I was a like a physics major, typical like sci-fi kind of nerd in high school. And then I thought, well, all I'm doing is like C++ programming and like physics homework. How do I communicate in the humanities? So I had this idea I have to get like a general education. So I just started reading like really deeply kind of the canon. So I read, you know, I read like Iliad and the Odyssey and I read like all every Dickens novel. Um, I read a whole bunch of, I read like the three Tolstoy novels and I read a bunch of Hugo novels. I just wanted to get like generally educated. So at that point, you know, I was like 22 and I read Moby Dick and I, Cloud through it in a couple days and said, wow, this is this is truly um, next level stuff because not only is he working like the top of his game with respect to the other novelists of that mid-19th century, of which there's like that modern novel was kind of created at that point by Flaubert and, and other like the social novelist Balzac. He's he's not only doing that, but somehow he's able to tap in to Milton and Shakespeare and Aristotle and Aeschylus and and unite the ideas of people over two, three thousand years of history in a way that is makes it like more or less intelligible today. Um, what like a his ambition in writing that novel is still is is like the ambition of Ahab hunting for God. And why does Ahab do it? Just because like it's something that he's doing it for the sake of ambition. And doing something for the sake of ambition is at the heart of Melville. It's at the heart of Ahab, and it's at the heart of America. And that, I think, is his, like, amazing observation in 1850. This is a master class on, uh, yeah, this, this, here, here's a very odd follow-up question. Because um, I'm getting the sense that, like, you're, like, you're, like, a savant at, like, certain, you know, you're, oh, I got to go get cultured, so I'm going right. to read every single, you know, X book. What's, like, a top five interesting facts about Sean, you know, already we know that you've, so you can't include, I've written, you know, single-handedly a C++ compiler, and uh, I could read a, I could write a dissertation on uh, Moby Dick. Uh, what's, what's your oh, top boy, five uh, interesting facts about Sean that uh, are probably, uh, you know, I, I won't be surprised to hear based on now these last two things, but just is going to be like interesting, interesting facts. Um, I don't know, I probably shouldn't make a big deal about it, but I'm, like, very friendly with bartenders, I feel. Oh, my God. Like, watching, like, watching Sean romance a bartender, it's, <laughs> like, it, it's, like, X-rated, which... No, it's not. We're, I'm very respectful of everyone. No, but just, like... I just want to know about the liqueurs and, and the Amari. Yeah, we, were, we were at this nice uh, restaurant in Aspen, and uh, it was, like, a group of eight of us, and Sean, Sean's, like... I'm going to make friends with the bartender. I'm like, by the end of the night, they're going to be sending me free drinks. No, no, no. I... <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I just, it's nice when you can nerd out. How, how extensive is your home bar? Uh, I haven't been replenishing it. So, I, you know, I just, I'm just more curious about, like, I mean, it's, it's interesting that there's, like, a drinking culture for every culture. And, yeah. like, it's such a specialized, localized thing that somehow made it through, like, you can go to places in New York where they have like two, three hundred amaros on the on the shelf. Yeah. Things you've never seen that are produced in like really small numbers. Even things like craft beer that, that I think Americans like really do well. Um, it's just a cool thing to nerd out on, and it's like a fun, pretty inexpensive consumable. Um, I, I I think stuff like that is really fun. I don't. I'm not like terribly pretentious about. Other than Moby Dick, I don't think I have any like terrible pretensions. So. 
Are, are you, I'm like expecting that you're like a you know a casual you know 2400 rank. No, no, I don't do it. I don't have like time that. for no. any of that stuff. I wish. I just got to write my compiler all day. It's a terrible existence, really. <laughs> yeah, I I I, re- I watch a lot of movies. I probably see like three movies a week at the theaters. Yeah, that's another that's interesting Sean thing. Sean watches a lot of movies. Yeah, oh, like, wow. You can get a pass from AMC for like 24 a month, and since there's so many theaters in New York, so I go to like Times Square like three times a week, and I see whatever they have. Um, and I. What's your? Uh, do you have like a? Your favorite or top three movies, similar to Moby Dick. That's uh, you know. The... Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. There's so many great movies. Um, 1961 Kobayashi Harakiri. It's like a Criterion Collection thing about samurais. I think that's that might be my favorite. I've actually seen that. That is a great. That's a movie. great, yeah. great movie. Really um, severe cinematography. Yeah. A lot of like right right angles everywhere. This yeah. courtyard, black and white. Incredible. Yeah, Chic. My, my, my mom uh, really likes that movie. Yeah. Um, I love Spider-Verse. Like, I saw Spider-Verse a million times because, yeah, it's just like, a, it's a great movie. The Lego movie is a great movie. Another one. It's like, you're going to do a toy movie and you're going to put like these incredible themes in it. It's, it's business, lovely. business, I, business. It's like, yeah, is it's this like, working? Lord Business is President Business? <laughs> Um, Are you excited I, for Spider Verse uh, number two, whatever it's called? Two and three. There's two more coming out. Oh, didn't know yeah, about the third one. I, I hope they're good. Um, Little Women, I thought was really good. Um, the Little Girl Women. One, I saw that a bunch of times. That uh, Tim Chalamet, Saoirse Ronan. I did not see that. I'm thinking well, of. Like, I, I heard that. I haven't seen that. Thinking about Little Fires, which is like a TV show or something. Or... Uh, Little Women is. Um, it's like a. I could compare it to like. Two English Girls, Truffaut movie. It has like a real French New Wave feeling, even though it doesn't look like a French New Wave movie. But it's like excellently, like just so many good decisions when uh, the director made it. Um, I thought The Green Knight that came out last year was fantastic. I love that. Really? I got like 10 minutes into the, into that um, on an airplane ride. And uh, that, that, is and not an yeah, that is not the time to it's see it. It's not an airplane movie. It's no. a very slow and, and, movie. And, and, on an airplane, like unless you're like a pro, you watch like a rom com or something. I, me, I, me, I like I have much more limited time to like watch stuff these days. So now I am watching my like quality shows on an airplane. Although I can't bring myself to watch uh, to watch my like top like two shows on. I on just don't. Yeah, just don't watch. It's terrible on the back of the sh- seat, whatever. But yeah, check out Green Knight. I think like the there's a mat- montage at the end of the movie. It's like ten minutes long. It's breathtaking it's incredible um did you see the spencer movie about lady die i thought that was like a, a masterpiece yeah Kristen stewart was you know it was like just so many great ideas in it anyways uh, a lot of good movies now um i thought the northman that came out this year was really good really I, I, movie. I haven't seen that but it did not i don't know it was it was just, it was your, your, awesome. t- your taste in movies is just so varied what are you what are you talking about i like good movies they're all good movies. Really like, like, I'm just, movies I'm just, I'm just saying like like I, i'm willing to believe that i'm just saying like for me like i have a more selective taste in things well what's your favorite movie um connor what's your favorite movie i i would probably I, I i really like casablanca i know it's like <laughs> I know that's such a trope answer, but I'm like, like one, I think it's a great movie, but mm-hmm. two, I really, um, uh, I'm like a World War II history buff, so anything okay. set in that time period, okay. like, really sort of works for me. Um, I, yeah, I really like Casablanca. 
Um, I saw it uh, once in the Stanford Theater where they use like the the uh, historical projection techniques. Um, saw it with my mom. That was a great experience. Um, trying to think about more modern stuff that I really liked. I'll um, give I'll give you a top. I, five. It, it, it's hard. I feel like Connor has a top five. I'll give you a top five, and you can give me your thoughts on each one. Um, uh, so for the longest time, Jurassic Park was um, I, that was a good movie. One of my favorites, yeah. and specifically because of the soundtrack. Um, music is like a big thing for me. It was a uh, James Horner, right? Uh, I thought it was John. Was Williams. it John Williams? Yeah. Oh, um, and then. I guess I'm interesting. Yeah, this is. I'm interested to hear your reaction of this one. I, for a, a long, well, for a while, uh, I think La La Land was my number one movie. Have you seen that? I love. I love his other movies, but oh, I thought Whiplash and First Man were amazing. I didn't like La La Land. Oh that yeah, much. Whiplash was phenomenal. I think the I think the director's super talented. But like, I just don't like musicals very much. <laughs> I found I found my list of favorites. I respect the I respect your choice of director. I think uh, Damien Chazelle is like a really talented guy. Wait, let me finish my top five. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Go uh, or I'm not even sure this is top five. It's just a list of five movies that I really like. Um, I potentially, if I had to say one movie, my number one would be Zootopia. Have you seen that? Yeah, the the Disney one with the rabbit and the yeah, yeah, and the fox. Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why Zootopia? <laughs> um, it's a number of reasons, but uh, I absolutely love the fox character. I like. I cried. So here's. I don't think I've told this story in the podcast. <laughs> I went and saw Zootopia twice in one day. So I went and saw like a matinee performance um, with with my ex at the time, and uh, cried a little bit, yeah. but like. Because I, I guess I wasn't comfortable crying as hard as I wanted to cry. <laughs> and so then I went back in the evening and saw it again. And just like, uh, it was just brutal. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, that's like me and Spider-Verse, same way. It um, hits me in that, in that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, and then the last two are probably not number one, but just amazing movies. Uh, Fight Club and Good Will Hunting. I like Good Will Hunting. Yeah. I, I found my list of uh, uh, movies that I like. I'm much more a TV person, so I'll give you some TV things after that. But um, I think I think for top things, I would have to say Star Wars. That's probably been which one? Been, um, the original three episodes. Um, uh, and and I say that like it's not that Casablanca is probably like the movie that I think is like of highest quality, but Star Wars are the movies that have had like the biggest impact on my life because like as a as a kid, it was just very influential. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of uh, text-based games, MUDs, as a kid, and that's actually what got me into programming. Star Wars MUDs? Yeah, and so I played a lot of Star Wars MUDs, and so the thing that got me into programming was was wanting to write my own Star Wars MUD. Mm-hmm. So I have to say Star Wars, but here's some other things on my list. Um, Dr. Zhivago. Okay. Julie yeah. Christie, yeah. Yeah. Long movie, um, but uh, it's one of my mom's favorites, too. Um, Dragonheart. Oh my god, I really love the Dragonheart movies. Is that the uh, one that it's, it's, it's got the Sean dragons Connery. talk? Oh god, that, yeah, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> with, so Sean, with Sean Connery voicing the dragon. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> I own. So there's the first one, which is pr- pretty good, but can't I was just saying I was so unpretentious, and now I'm thinking maybe, I, maybe I'm really pretentious. <laughs> and, and, and then there's, there's like the two others, which are absolute trash. Um, 
Princess Bride, Indiana Jones, uh, Seven Samurai. Have you seen that? No, I, yeah. I like Seven Samurai. Um, Although, I mean, I think we can do, I mean, okay. High and Low, I think it's like better than Seven Samurai for, mm. for those movies. You know what I mean? I really like Seven Samurai. It's good. Have it's you, good. Oh, have you seen the Pig? Uh, yeah, the Nic- Nicolas Cage one. Yeah, what do you think of that? <laughs> um, it was a good movie. I mean, it was not like in my top ten or anything. I I think like the idea of a Fight Club for cooks um, is kind of cool, but it's good to see Nicolas Cage. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you? Th- I thought it was good, but it wasn't like it didn't super. Blo- it didn't blow me away in the way that like Spencer blew me away, or like Teton, which I think came out at the same time, blew me away. Yeah, I mean, I I I loved uh, Pig, and it was all it's like it's like John Wick, but like different. But well, he never he never has he never goes into cage rage. That's yeah, I the know. Thing. Exactly. You're expecting him yeah. to lose it. Yeah, <laughs> and he just cooks a meal, and then they cry, uh, <laughs> and that's that's the cage rage at the end. <laughs> I will I will in this episode. You're now listening to me. Uh, or I I I'll, I'll put a little disclaimer. If you don't want Pig spoiled, uh, not that that spoiled it, but it's a little bit of a spoiler. Everyone should go watch Pig though, because it's a yeah, it's a it's a, it's a very fine movie. I've never sure. heard of this movie. Nick Cage, he has a pig. It's like John Wick, except replace uh, Keanu oh, Reeves I have heard of this movie. with Nick Cage and replace his dog with a pig. Someone takes his uh, pig, and uh, <laughs> and then he goes and fixes it. It's <laughs> so a kind of. Kind of. <laughs> There's a, a fair amount of misdirection. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the trailer, it just yeah. shows a truffle pig. You're definitely and then, expecting And then he's more, like, someone yeah. took my pig. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and, uh, yeah, anyway, they won't say yeah. anything more. But it's, um, I was I was not expecting much when I watched it and uh, and then was. Man, you got you to gotta see that A24 Neon stuff. Just like whenever they come out with an A24 Neon movie, go see it because that's that's what they do, you know? A twenty four neon. I don't even know what that. Those is. are the the two like they buy movies after festivals and they promote them. So they're mm. like the distributor and they have just have good taste, you know. Or at least like they make they buy interesting movies. So they bought they've got Pig and they got Teton and and Green Knight, Spencer, pretty much everything that's good. Interesting. It's definitely like, you know, you gotta be a movie buff. And go see the neon stuff. You know? I'm gonna I'm gonna read the rest. Of my movie list, and we're going to see whether we're still friends right. at the end of it. Legally Blonde. What? <laughs> Isn't that the one with, like, uh, Reeve? What's her name? Yep, yep. Reeves? Um, uh, Gattaca? You've seen Gattaca. I haven't seen Gattaca. You haven't? It's, I really I like Gattaca. Um, I really, it's like the sort of dystopian that mm-hmm. I like. Um, Memento. You've, Memento's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, let's see, what else do we have on here? I did have Jurassic Park on here. Uh, uh, and I usually don't like like horror-type stuff. Um, the Pentagon Wars, it's just a really funny movie. I like The Pentagon Wars. <laughs> You've never seen this movie? Um, let's see, what else do we have on here? Uh, to Have and, and uh, to, ha- to Have and Have Not, which is... Very similar to Casablanca. Have you seen that? No, I don't think so. It's a noir kind of thing? Um, yeah, it's, um, and it's the same, the same, it's Humphrey Bogart, and I forget the, the woman's name, the same, uh, two leads, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it's a, sort of a similar setting. Um, uh, Lost in Translation, that's, uh, that's a really good one. Um, with, uh, what's his face? Bill Murray. Yeah. 
in uh, Tokyo. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. You are you are more over the place than yeah, I would. Yeah, I would have to concur with Lee Wanda. Now, for, for for TV, and it's probably just because I've done my most recent rewatching. Probably one of my favorite TV shows, Stargate. Um, I I have I have watched the entire Stargate like um, TV saga at least five times, and that is like a big commitment because there's a lot there. You could write a C plus plus compiler. I've never I've I've never gotten through. <laughs> I've tried to do it with Star Trek. I've never gotten through the... I got stuck in, like, midway through DS9, and I just couldn't... I couldn't go any further. Um, and, uh... What else? My, my, my favorite, like, current TV is Westworld. Um, I was I was just watching that before you came in, uh, because the, the girlfriend's gone now, so I can catch up on my freaking shows on the big TV with the volume set to a level that I like. <laughs> yep. Um... Yeah. All right, we got to wrap things we, up. Yeah, we, we, we got to. We are. But uh, well, we'll say we'll say this has been a fantastic show. I got to say I might do something special with this in that uh, usually we dice these up into like thirty minute segments, but maybe I don't know. We'll have to see because it'll take more work for me. I'll only cut this in half because this I think like titling the first episode C plus plus or like the first half of this C plus plus versus carbon versus circle versus CPP front or CPP 2.0, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are that are very interested in everything that you've said. Last last thing before we do we do close we do close this out. Is there um for folks that are interested in circle uh like you're currently adding um the equivalent of C++ OX concepts and yep. that might be interested in checking that out or even checking it out right now. Um, I just, I like, tweet about it every day. So yeah. just follow, follow you on, Twitter. on Twitter. Sean Bax. And, yeah. Uh, and it's a uh, circle dash lane. Yeah. Circle dash lane. Yeah. But I don't really update the website. I just, I just try to. Yeah. We got to get you. I just try to work right now, you know? Yeah. I'm just working. That's all. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, right thanks. Thanks for hanging out for two and a half hours. And uh, yeah. I can't wait to see the feedback we get from folks on, on, <laughs> on the internets from this because it's okay. going to be exciting. <laughs> yeah. And hey, I want that bathroom episode aired, Connor. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed and have a great day.